you know, Matt, Matt happens to be a pretty smart guy and he does take consulting fees and will help you with your business, but he probably doesn't want to talk about that right now. So we'll talk about, um, what, <laughs> what it means for, um, uh, well, what you said earlier. Yeah. You want to talk a little bit more about how, so it's kind of like this, um, before Elon or actually, you know, basically Twitter is trading about the same price it did when they IPO'd. And I think that was in 2013 or something. It might've been longer, um, but it was a long time ago. It was about a decade ago. Um, so basically people in charge, the board has done shit to excuse my French, but to grow the stock price and, you know, they've lost a lot of money. Um, so it really hasn't gone anywhere as a stock and you're kind of in a situation where, um, the board has, I'd say in many respects, run it as almost a nonprofit in a way where they've taken these more culture ideological approaches to a lot of stuff, but it's a publicly traded business and the board has a fiduciary duty. Um, there's a, it's, it's just some interesting things like that you probably won't, wouldn't know until you've worked with board members or served on, on boards. But, um, if you're on a public, publicly company or public company board, you're taking potentially financial risk too on yourself, um, for the decisions that you make. And there's uh, insurance that you can buy to protect protect yourself um, up to a point of liability towards that, but it doesn't really cover that much. So um, if they had, it, it was just a time where the Twitter board doesn't have anything to necessarily stand on in terms of uh, really reasons why you shouldn't sell at this price. And I understand like in the last 12, maybe 24 months, stock price was higher than the current bid for it, um, which I think is about $54 a share. But, you know, that's, you can go in a whole discussion about how excess liquidity was running up tech stocks. That bubble has really kind of burst. And um, so you, you strip out the uh, kind of the market sort of elements to it. The stock hasn't really gone anywhere in the last decade and the board hasn't really done a great job of managing the company. So if, if they were to have rejected this, then I would have expected there be a flurry of shareholder lawsuits, which are essentially suing the board members personally for breaking their fiduciary duty to deliver, um, you know, ex excess turn returns to the shareholders. And uh, so it's kind of like a situation where um, if you, it's when you go public, you lose control of your company. And um, if you're an entrepreneur too, and you take on uh, VC money or private equity money, whatever, you're not necessarily in charge of what happens with that company. Um, it, it really just kind of depends on uh, how the 
the the stock is structured. That's why you saw, um, you know, Facebook, for instance, is a good example. There's multiple share classes, and Mark Zuckerberg has a lot of the primary voting share classes. So he essentially retains control of the company and the direction of the company versus, versus everybody else. But it's it's just a, when you're a public company, you have to deliver results. And that includes the board too. Um, if, if you take certain steps that might be what you want, but at the accept financial expense or the perceived financial expense of the shareholders, then that's basically a situation where someone usually sues you and <laughs> be get really expensive really quick. So um, I, there's, it's, it's kind of unfortunate, I guess, in a way that a lot of the shareholders aren't going to be able to follow along um, and basically participate in the financial stuff as it's, as it goes uh, private. Cause I, I do see the potential in Twitter being a really profitable company, um, but uh, I don't necessarily remember if it's like JP Morgan or whoever's providing the financing. I think there was also an equity partner too, uh, beyond debt financing for the deal. And then Elon um, has his money and also I believe loaned against his stakes in uh, Tesla or SpaceX. Um, to get the deal done, but there's a, a huge profit off opportunity. Um, I kind of think uh, what Michael Dell did a couple of years ago, partnering with Silver Lake Partners to take Dell private. Um, there was uh, there was a lot of value in there, but it's really hard to unlock that value when you're a public company too. Yeah, and the it makes it a lot easier to focus on the wrong parts of profit because we always you have the short term profit and you have the long term profit. Yeah. And even though this isn't my area, it does seem like some of the things that have led to some great companies or like great products have been that they started looking at short term only, trying to get the next quarter yeah. without actually looking at the problem of the next year or even the next five years. Um, and I'm going to actually bring up world of Warcraft again, uh, <laughs> blizzard, Activision, Activision, blizzard, that they, they kind of, once they've started knowing that they're getting investigated and stuff, they, this is all public record, by the way, I, this is not something like I just know from inside sources. Um, basically they like, well, Hey, instead of trying to make a quality product anymore, like we were known to do, we're just going to start doing anything possible to make a profit huh. and and they um ruined the fan base where like nobody's wanting to be a part of it anymore the develop they fired all the developers or the developers quit um <laughs> because it was such a hostile workplace and then they're like well wait a minute you you guys don't want to play our game anymore huh. um i know that's just one specific thing but it hurt me last year okay so it really well still and, and now they're being acquired by microsoft so yeah and it's weird because there we go well but the damage has been done majorly i mean a lot of people went to final fantasy and it's one of those things that you know when you lose that when you lose that group now i know that's a little bit more specific than twitter it's not like there's um, social media doesn't compete for each other the same way that video games and stuff do, but 
um, it's, it's very important to sometimes the short profit, the, the short-term profit is more important than the long-term profit, but well, you, I'm generally a fan of the ones that are sustainable, not the ones that you just get you the quick cash. If, if, if you're a public company, you have to do, you have to live quarter to quarter. You have to get the quarterly results and you yeah. also have to build the long-term vision. But I, I go back to, I, I listened to a, a talk one time with one of the founders of, I think it's John Mackey, the founder of Whole Foods Market. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about the Amazon acquisition. Um, they, they were, after they were acquired by Amazon, since they're kind of like a lumped in with the whole Amazon pie, right. they're not required to force or basically meet those quarter, quarter to quarter line items mm -hmm. that they had for the public markets. It, it changed how the company was able to deliver on its purpose, you know, yeah. because they're they're lumped in with Amazon web services and all these other things. So they were able to expand and lower profit margins on certain items, but uh, really think about how you build a business that's more accessible to more people for the long term, rather than living that quarter to quarter, you know, we need to balance our purpose with also getting the most out of each customer we can right now, because otherwise we lose our jobs. So, and someone else is in our place to try to figure it out. And I'm sure there, 